Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DNVR and we are live from Studio C today. Studio C uh, coming to you from our homes Uh, and today the C stands for can't relate as in can't relate to any of the teams who need a quarterback uh, today or even to any of the teams who have a first round pick just simply cannot relate at all Uh, but we've got plenty to talk about and of course there's still plenty of interesting storylines that are going to have our interest peaked uh, during this draft. Of course, we will be live for the entirety of the first round. Mostly, I mean, of course, because it's fun for us. Um, But mostly because for the last two years we have done this and so many people have said this is our favorite way to consume the draft. Uh, I hate watching the national broadcasts who never talk about the Broncos. And we know tonight... They might not talk about the Broncos at all. Maybe at number nine, they'll bring up the fact that the Broncos traded that pick for Russell Wilson. Uh, But it's going to be the least amount of Broncos talk you'll ever get in a first round of the draft, unless you're watching us. And then it'll be the most amount of Broncos talk you've ever gotten in the first round of the draft. Uh, So that's why we do it. We're looking forward to it. It should be a great time tonight. Got a couple good guests lined up uh, coming in studio to hang out with us at the bar. We'll have some beers. We'll hang out. 5.50 p.m. Uh, is when we're going to be live. Of course, that is mountain time. So 10 minutes before the draft starts. Um, cannot wait for that tonight. So again, there are still intriguing storylines, despite the fact that the Broncos 99% sure will not have a pick tonight. Uh, and I think the most intriguing storyline is the insane arms race. That is the AFC Western division. Um, this is a division that looks like it could be the best in the history of football. And unfortunately for the Broncos, the other teams in the division have a chance to get better tonight. um, And they likely do not. So 
I want to talk to you guys about what we don't want to happen when they're, when those names come across the board. And we can get specific about what guy we don't want to go to what team and so on and so forth. But Mace, I'll start with you. Who is the number one guy you do not want to see end up in, in the AFC West tonight? I don't want to see Jamison Williams end up anywhere in the AFC West. Out of and Alabama. Uh, just to me, the best receiver in this class, even though you know, the injury is obviously pushing him down. This is not something long-term. I can see Zach kind of nodding. You know, I had, to, I probably stole Zach's thunder because I chose an Alabama guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but once he's recovered, he's the most pro ready of any of the, of, of any of the receiving targets. And obviously being a receiver, it'd be a, a sexy pick. If you put, if you put him with the chargers and I think that's where he could be in play for the chiefs, they'd probably have to move up package their picks to be in position to get him. I certainly wouldn't want to see him with Patrick Mahomes, but you throw him on the chargers. If they decide, okay, we're going to, we're going to push this arms race to another level. And then you look at him with Keenan Allen Mike Williams, uh, it gets the Chargers and Justin Herbert into pick-your-poison territory. That's the one that would make me, even though I know you wouldn't agree with me this on, on, on this RK, that would probably make me say, yeah, I think the Chargers are the slight favorite in this division. Mm, Man, Maze, I I think you nailed it with uh, Jameson Williams. And uh, what the the good news is, I personally think injuries aren't going to be held to guys uh, against guys as much in this draft. So that's good news for Jameson Williams not being able to fall to the Chiefs. It's bad news where he may slip to the Chargers at number seventeen in the draft, and it's bad news for the Broncos by Ojabo, someone that we all three really like, probably not falling anywhere close to the Broncos for them be able to get but mace i think you're spot on and there's two guys that i don't want to see in this division and i'll give you one for the chargers and you're spot on it's jameson williams you guys have both mentioned an arms race well what's an arms race it's full of weapons and who is the biggest weapon in this draft i do think it is jameson williams and his acl once that is good he is so freaking dangerous, and that is just something that you don't want this division to have more of is just more weapons. Look, the Broncos have Pat Sertan. They've got a lot of good pieces on the defensive side, but still you don't want to have to cover five guys when you play all of these teams. We know the Raiders are, are set with weapons already, and the second guy, a guy specifically who not only would fit the Chiefs really well, but the Chiefs are interested in, and who could potentially be there for the Chiefs picks at the end of the first round? Trey McBride, a CSU Ram local guy. This is something that would be very dangerous because not only would you have to Trey McBride, but you'd have him with Travis Kelsey. He can learn from Travis Kelsey. And then also, that's just an incredibly difficult position to cover when you have one good guy. Look, the Broncos haven't been able to cover Travis Kelsey since 2016. Travis Kelsey has averaged 100 receiving yards against them. And then you add another guy uh, at that position, that would just be a nightmare. Yeah, and you can kind of start to build the narrative in your head as to why that makes sense for the Chiefs. We know uh, that Kelsey is on the other side of the hill. Um, we know that, you know, they're down in weapons. Um, this could give them a different way of attacking defenses than they're used to. Obviously, um, you know, they're used to going low to high or high to low, I should say, uh, looking deep and then coming back to 
the Kelsey wide open over the middle. Maybe they change that up this year. They're a lot more over the middle, a lot more dangerous with those two tight end sets. We remember uh, Aaron Hernandez and Gronk and what an insane combination that was. I don't think this is quite that um, as you're getting, you know, obviously an over the hill Travis Kelsey, who is still extremely productive, but he is definitely past his prime and a very good player in Trey McBride, but who's no one would make the cases as athletically or physically gifted as Aaron Hernandez or Gronk. Um, but, it, it, you know, th- that could pose serious matchup issues for everyone, including the Broncos. Let me just ask you guys this. Was was Jamison Williams number one on all of your lists, on both of your lists? I, I didn't rank him like one, two, three, but he was the he's the first name that I had as far as like a guy that I wouldn't want to see, especially especially just looking at the at the realistic possibility of him being a charger, because that's probably that range is right around uh, pick fourteen to pick nineteen is probably where he ends up settling. And to me, he was, and then it was Trey McBride right after him. And just the Mace, I agree with you about the positioning of the Chargers, but if the Chiefs really want him. With their two first-round picks at the end of the first, they package those up. They could go up and make that move. They could. They, they, they could, and it wouldn't surprise me if they if they did. At the same time, kind of the Chiefs, in terms of their long-range planning, you know, you've got, obviously, the Patrick Mahomes contract that's going to kick up in value uh, significantly as you get in 23 and 24. you got some contracts coming up. They, I think they would like the idea of Jamison Williams the problem is I don't know if they're willing to sacrifice that extra first-round pick to do it because they are in a position where the roster does need some fortification and they need kind of volume of picks, and maybe two picks at the at the end of the first round are more valuable than one pick moving up to, say, around 16 or so. So do you guys want the – when we're looking at all of these teams around the AFC West, do you want the good news or the bad news first? Bad news first. Bad news first? These Chiefs that we're talking about, they don't have one pick before the Broncos pick. They don't have two picks. They don't have three picks. They have four picks before the Broncos even have a single pick. They have pick 29 and pick 30. So back-to-back picks in the first round. They have pick 18 in the second round, and they have pick 30 in the second round as well. Of course, the Broncos don't pick until pick 32 in the second round. So the Chiefs do have a lot of ammunition, whether that's to move up to go get a guy, whether that's to exactly Mace's point, kind of stock up because they're going to need some young, cheaper guys for a while. They do have that. Now, the good news is the Raiders... The Broncos have pick 64. The Raiders don't have a pick until after the Broncos. Their first pick in the draft is the 22nd pick in the third round. So they have to wait even longer than the Broncos. And then I guess kind of some neutral news because we expected the Chargers to have at least one pick before the Broncos. That's all they have. They only have one pick before the Broncos. They have the 17th overall pick, like Mace was saying. That's the first pick in the AFC West. Their next pick isn't until pick 15 in the third round. So you kind of have really bad news with the Chiefs, really good news with the Raiders, and then the Chargers are kind of what you expect. Doesn't this make sense, though? Um, Because the Chiefs are the only team in the division that got worse this offseason. So it makes sense. They're, They're shipping players out rather than bringing players in. Um, so it makes sense they have four picks. I think every all three other teams in the division would say, I'd rather have Russell Wilson, or I'd rather have Devontae Adams, or, you know, um, I guess the Chargers, I don't know who they're, who, they make a big trade. Cleo Mack, they got oh, right, Mack right, out of right, 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 round right. two. But I think you make a great point. Of course, the reason 
why they're worse is the reason why they have instead of two picks mm-hmm. before the Broncos four picks. So it's you know it's it, it's it, yeah it, you get you get one benefit you lose on the other. If if they hit on most of, on most of these picks tonight, then I think they're going to be pretty happy with it. But they're going to you know that this is this is the draft that's going to determine if they got fair value for uh, for Tyreek Hill because that's where all that's where these picks start this these picks come back to them is tonight. And yeah, tomorrow. and 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 when it comes to the Chargers, yeah, you for the Chargers, they would love to see them hit on pick one, but they're not really relying on this pick, a middle pick in the first round, uh, to change their future or to really help them this year or to help them for the future. Obviously, the Raiders they can't do anything. The Broncos they can't really do anything. Maybe they move up and get a good player, uh, but but the Chiefs so much actually rides on this. They could get four legit starters and two of those guys could be pro bowlers that have a huge impact or if they only hit on one and let's say that one is just a starter and the others are kind of busts then that is going to really set them back because these are the pieces that they these are the main pieces that they got from trading Tyree Kill who was a huge weapon so this is a massive two days for the Chiefs to try to get back up in that division. And and of course, they're still right there with everyone. But like Ryan said, they did take a step back when every other team in the AFC West took a step forward. This is their opportunity to now to try to get back and take that step forward in this offseason. And where have we kept hearing about where the strength of the draft is? That it's not at the top. It's as you get toward the end of day one and into day two. I mean, so sitting there with with two picks right there at the end of the first round and the two second round picks the chiefs have a cluster of picks that in terms of value is regarded to be kind of the where the heart and strength of the draft starts so if they get only one good starter out of their four picks that they have in the first two rounds then Brett Veach has failed completely but he mm-hmm. but on the other hand Based on where this draft appears to be strongest, he has an opportunity here to patch to to patch up for the medium to long term four spots on at least four spots on the roster. Mace, what was the year? What was the first year of um, the Chiefs' current GM? He came in okay because uh, I believe it was um, twenty eighteen was his first draft because John Dorsey. Um, John Dorsey was, was on, was at the wheel when they got Mahomes and John Dorsey is maybe second to none in terms of player evaluation, particularly quarterback evaluation, but he's not very good with the cap and he's not a very good people manager, which is why he's why, which is why he's no longer a general manager in this league, despite the success that he had. Cause now in 2018, he was running the Browns. As well, that's how because it yeah. happened. I think they got rid of him. I want to say it was June 2017. Because yeah, I think you guys recall it was quite a shock when the Chiefs moved on from yeah. John Dorsey. But it had not. It, but thing is, it was a shock if you looked at his drafting. It wasn't yeah. a shock with all the other stuff that uh, we that we became aware of in terms of the Chiefs internally. So let's look at the picks that the Chiefs have made under current management. And then you guys tell me if you're scared of what they might do in the draft this year. Uh, 2018, top three picks. Breedland Speaks, Derek Nottie, decent player. Dorian O'Daniel, meh. 2019, yeah. <laughs> top three picks. Mikol Hardman, Juan Thornhill, decent player. Uh, Kalen Saunders, meh. Uh, two, yeah. two out of three. Remember, Saunders was the backflip guy. You guys remember him? Yes, he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. The Mikul, Mikul has, I don't think Mikol has lived up to be a second-round pick at this point. 
he's a weapon. I, um, but he, I he's would not uh, danger. He, he's not a good receiver. I would say. I would say kind of like KJ Hamler. This is his year to to break out. Yep. Fair. 2020, this is the only first-round pick, so this is the uh, caveat here. Most of these have been second- and third-round picks. Only first-round pick they have made in the post-John uh, Dorsey era, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Eh, fail. Nope. Yeah. Bust. Fail. Nope. That, um, they, they, listened, they listened to Patrick Mahomes, and uh, they should have picked Jonathan Taylor. They should have. Uh, Willie Gay also goes in that draft, and Lucas Niang, better draft for them, mm-hmm. um, except for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, and then finally last season, Nick Bolton, we'll see, uh, Creed Humphrey, that was a hit. Um, and then they didn't pick till the fourth round, Joshua Kando. Yeah. I, Nick Bolton, Nick Bolton's pretty good. And they also got Trey Smith in the sixth, which was, which was a big move. I think if there's kind of one trend here, it seems like it's, it's maybe not like a huge leap, but there, I think the draft class are getting stronger. Yes, I'll just say that, and and with two first-round picks, this is clearly the best ammunition they've ever had, so you can't make this a one-to-one comp. I'll just say I'm not not confident uh, in, in them to make great picks. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not worried about them coming out of the draft with four impact players with those four first-round picks. They should get at least one. Um, I should say they have to get at least one. Two should be the expectation. Three would be a bummer for us, and uh, and four would be you know a a unrealistic pipe dream. And what just what scares me is those two second round picks and what they could do to jump up further in the first round with one or both of their first round picks. And that's what scares me because the further you go up, the the more likely it is that you're not going to take a bust on a player. And if they do target a weapon, that's what scares me. And when I put together my list, guys, of, of players I don't want in the AFC West, they were all weapons because the AFC West is already loaded. And while I do like a lot of the pieces the Broncos have, you just don't give these quarterbacks in the AFC West any more help. So I don't want Trey McBride. I don't want Jameson Williams. I don't want Garrett Wilson. I don't want Drake London. I don't want Chris Olave. I don't want Traylon Burks. I don't want any of those guys landing in the AFC West. <laughs> you know, wide receivers are a dime a dozen these days. It feels like every draft is just stacked with, with talented wideouts. Uh, a couple more on my list. I don't want to see David Ojabo come to the AFC West, even though it's a red shirt year kind of pick. Um, I think he is a top 10 talent that could be had at the end of the first round or beyond. Um, I also put in Chris Olave. It, that was close to me uh, in terms of scariness. Um, when, when he went out there and ran that 40 and it showed he was even faster um, than maybe he looks on tape along with like that length and the way that he strides. I just, he has like NFL receiver written all over him to me. He scares me. Um, and then finally, Jordan Davis. Um, mm-hmm. I like, I don't know how he's being discussed as a guy that could fall, you know, into the late first round. This is a guy who I think uh, should be going in the top 10. So I hope that he does uh, and doesn't come to the AFC West. Mace, who who are some other guys on your list? And I mean, that, that does scare me. You're talking about a, a 6'4", or, or a 360 or 340-pound stud on the defensive line. Uh, he's really good. He's a he's a game wrecker, and yeah, I would prefer him not come there as well. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I Main yeah. RAS score, which, of course, yeah. scares me. 
I would echo most of those. The other guy I would throw in there is uh, on the edge, Boye Mafe, uh, out of Minnesota. I don't really want to see him uh, end up, especially in – I think in Kansas City he could cause some problems. Anyone else for you, Zach? Uh, I mean, just all those wide receivers. I don't want to see any of them uh, in playmakers. Traylon Burks, guys, he's a guy that we haven't talked about that much. But if you want to try to find the next Debo Samuel, the the more of a weapon at wide receiver that can also take handoffs and stuff, that's him. And we talked about how scary Debo could be uh, if he's with Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, and Andy Reid. Traylon Burks is kind of a guy that really could go at the end of the first round. That would be a, a scary fit to me because he's a really good player, but also in terms of fit, I would not like that. Fair. All right. Uh, before we move on, we sadly have to move on from the Nuggets season. Uh, it was a tough one last night, but I'll say this. The bar was incredible. Like um, just the energy and like the, the vigor in which people were cheering on the Nuggets last night. I wish we could have bottled it and sent it to the Chase Center um, to to help those guys because it was it was like a tenacious crowd, like you know, just everyone losing their minds at bad calls or just going crazy on threes. It was so awesome. So thank you to all the Nuggets fans who came out uh, and, and watched. I I obviously cannot wait for that to happen for Broncos games this year, um, especially away games. Of course, we'll still be doing the tailgates at the stadium, but. Uh, I'm sure it will be packed every game. We don't have to wait that long because Avs Stanley Cup playoffs are right around the corner. In fact, what we what do we got? Like uh, four or five days, depending on yep. when they get yeah. scheduled, uh, before Avs playoffs start. So I was worried that the Nuggets would get swept and it would be a long wait before we get to go back into playoff mode. I think I can keep my playoff vibes rolling for four or five days uh, before we get Avs playoffs. So. Uh, cannot wait to see everyone down at the bar for that. There's nothing quite like playoff hockey. Um, and if you're like me, you want to be around other people who are as dialed into the game as you are. Uh, and there's no better place to do that than at the DNVR bar. And if you're super excited and just need to just need to chill for a couple of days when you're watching the draft before playoff hockey starts, check out our friends over at Light Shade Dispensary, where they've got so many things going on, including Wana, which is a fast asleep 20 to 100 THC CBD. And if you need to get to sleep and also stay asleep, Wana is great because it's going to leave you well-rounded. It's going to leave you feeling refreshed and feeling great going into your days and they've got this and so many products at their 11 Denver Metro area stores, including the Barnum location, which is their newest and their biggest store. It's one block off sixth Avenue and federal Boulevard. It's their biggest store and they have products that aren't offered at other stores. So check them out. Whether you go to any of their 11 stores in person or online, use the code DNVR to get 25% off non-sale items. That's code DNVR for 25% off over at Lightshade dispensary. Also, check out our friends over at Manscaped. They've got the Performance Package 4.0, which has got the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and even a travel bag for all of that. And I can tell you, especially that the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, when you get older and you start hearing a little whistle in your nose, you know what? It tells you the nose hair is out of control. You got to take care of it. Then it just shows you how Manscaped is not just for taking care of things below the belt, but up top as 
well. Of course, it's got the best technology involved. Their fourth-generation trimmer in the Lawnmower 4.0 features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Also waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave. And you can not only get all that, but you can get that for 20% off and free shipping by using the code BRONCOS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code BRONCOS20, and then you're going to get everything you need from brand, from, lawn, from Manscaped. You can get that, like I said, that performance package 4.0 with everything to take care of your balls, but also take care of the excess hair in the ear, in the ear canal, in your nose. That's, that's what you're going to get over at Manscaped. So check it out, manscaped.com. Use the code BRONCOS20 for 20% off. All right, guys, let's jump in to some predictions here now i'll say this we don't this doesn't have to be a final prediction uh for what the broncos are going to do at 64 because obviously we're going to see a lot of things unfold between now and then i think we'll have to go final predictions um probably in the minutes that we go live before rounds two and three i talked about tonight which by the way you can also come hang out at the bar i will have it on the tvs but um We'll also be live rounds two and three uh, for the entirety of that. And then we'll be uh, live again on Saturday after the Broncos wrap up all that they've done. Um, so that's going to be fun. Uh, but and Ryan, you you, this doesn't you have say, to be a final prediction. Ryan, you say we're going to be live. We're going to be live on YouTube. So if you're tuning in on YouTube, make sure to subscribe so you know when we're going live. Turn on alerts. Hit us with a thumbs up right now. We would really appreciate it. And if you listen to us on the podcast side and you're like, well, I don't want to wait till that final recap to come out on Saturday night, which, by the way, we will have one for you dropping on the pod side. But tune in to us on YouTube. Try that out during the draft. Uh, and again, you can subscribe, turn on alerts, and hit us with a thumbs up if you're watching live on YouTube. We would really appreciate it. And this is one that, I mean, you could technically, if you want, if you're someone who like, I got to watch the ESPN coverage, or I got to watch the NFL network coverage, um, you know, to each their own. Um, it's, I highly recommend watching this one live. You could go back after all that and then watch us react live to all the picks all over again. But I think uh, you'll really enjoy it most by watching this live on YouTube. So come hang out with us tonight, starting at five fifty on DNVR YouTube. Uh, and, and we'll have a blast. Well, Ryan, something that a lot of people do is they throw us on one of their screens. They've got a couple of screens or they throw us on their iPad. They have the national coverage on their television so that they they know exactly what's happening, which we also break down what's happening around the league as well. But they want that instant reaction from the national people and they have us as well. So feel free to do that. Yeah, of course. And mm -hmm. most people say I ended up just turning off the ESPN. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, let's jump into some predictions here. We won't get to our player prediction quite yet, um, but let me just start here. Zach, do the Denver Broncos trade up from 64? Yes, yes, oh. yes. Did, did, did I say it quick enough? Yes. George Payton, he's going to be antsy tonight. As fun Russell Wilson highlights are going to be, by the end of by 27, 28, he's going to see he has 10 to 15 guys left that he loves. And he's going to say, oh, man. And then he's going to sleep on it, knowing that there's 10 guys left that he loves in this draft. Then tomorrow, it's going to be itching at him. He's going to start making calls after tonight's first round ends. Tomorrow, he's going to be making calls throughout the day. And he's going to know, okay, when these couple of players are still available at 40, 45, 
50. I have these deals worked out and I'm going to make a move. So yes, a trade does not happen tonight, but the wheels start getting turning for a trade to happen tomorrow. The Broncos will not pick at 64 tomorrow. They will pick before that. And let me just add this. I hadn't thought about the fact that the Chiefs pick at 50. It could make a lot of sense for the Broncos to want to jump ahead of them and get a guy they don't they don't want on the Chiefs. Mace, yeah. What's your I, thought? I think George Payton's going to be tempted. He, I think, he, he, but I think he's also going to look at what they have next year in terms of only having four picks in the draft right right now, and. I don't think he's going to start kind of looking and saying, okay, well, 10 or 15 guys dropped in the second round. I think he's going to look at the board when it gets to around pick 50 and see how many of the guys that they've been looking at, that they're, they've been focusing on in that range could be available or could even be available if they move down. And if they see enough guys as they get to pick 50, 55, 60, I think they're actually going to take a trade down to accumulate more capital for next year. So I think the Broncos are going to do the exact opposite ultimately. And they're going to move, they're going to move down from 64. Uh, you, you spoiled my next question, but I guess I'll answer both too. Um, I do think George Payton is going to be incredibly tempted to move up. He'll probably be tempted to move up tonight uh, when he sees some, someone fall to 30 that he really likes. But unlike Dan Orlovsky, I don't think, uh, George Payton is affected by temptation. Um, I think that he's able to stave <laughs> off temptation um, without any weirdo tactics. So I think that he resists the temptation to trade up. And I agree with Mace that he eventually trades back wow. in the draft um, and just keeps the big picture in line. You know, yeah. he is so in love with draft picks and he's kind of had to punt on this year from a draft standpoint. Now he does still have nine picks and he'll remind you of that. Um, but I think <laughs> he keeps his nine, maybe even goes up to 10 this year while adding to next year, which is way, way, way too thin for him. Um, mm -hmm. So I think he, uh, he does trade back. I think and the deal that he would love to make, by the way, is pick 64 for a round two pick next year. Yeah, and, and this is something we broke down, and yeah. we would all do that. That certainly would be a very good deal if the Broncos would do that because there's no way that that pick next year would be any further back in the second round than what they have right now because they have the very last pick in the draft thanks to the Rams winning the Super Bowl this year with Von Miller. So while Von got a Super Bowl ring, that made the Broncos have the last pick in the second round. I do think there is a lot of trading that goes on and the Broncos move back to acquire capital for, for next year and also this year. But I think it's with those two third round picks. I think it's with those two fourth round picks. I just think the Broncos are going to have enough guys or at least one guy with a high enough grade still left on the board where they feel like they got a first round talent or a high end second round talent. And they say, OK, are we able to trade with the Lions number 64 for their second round pick next year? Okay, the Lions probably aren't that stupid to make that move. If they are, you do that. But if not, I think George Payton's going to say, I think we're able to get a better player this year than if we move back. Of course, one thing, though, if they do want to move up, Zach, the problem is that does mean sacrificing from round three, round four in all mm -hmm. likelihood. So yeah, I think yeah, in, in a, in a yeah, fourth round pick. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the thing. I'm, I mean, 
is it possible they could trade up if they've got like one guy that they absolutely crave? Absolutely. But I think, uh, I think RK kind of hit the nail on the head. George Payton is a really cool customer. And one of the things, and one of the reasons that he's a cool customer is that even though he has, you know, he's got kind of like, you know, you got the angel and the devil in your head, kind of the internal monologue. Like he's got, he's got one saying, Oh, go up, go up, do it, do it. But then the, I think I the, like your the, devil the, voice. Yeah, and then but then the better the better angel like George, wait, do you want to go into the draft next year with only four picks? You need more. You need more. But, but here, here's we, I how I think TikTok of this skit. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's how I think the devil convinces George to do that though is the devil says George, you can get a first round pick if a first round talent in your mind or borderline first round talent by trading one of those thirds or even a fourth up in order to get that, you still have another third round pick. And by the way, don't forget about Russell Wilson. He is part of your draft this year as well. And I, George likes picks, likes a lot of picks. I don't think that magic 10 number is truly something in his mind where he's like, I have to have 10 picks. And if that's the case, then you're going to see a lot of movement for next year's draft since they have to over double their trade compensation. I think George knows this year. Okay. It's a little different because we have Russell Wilson and made that deal this year and next year. Yeah. Yeah, At least. Yeah. One of those fourth round. Sorry, go ahead. I I was going to say, I actually think, the Broncos could trade back upwards of four times in this draft. Yeah, um, and I and I think it could be like say say those two fourth round picks, one fifteen and one sixteen. I could see pick one fifteen in exchange for a fifth rounder, and then a fifth rounder next year. Yeah, deals like that. Like I think the other thing is if they don't get that deal that you'd love to have sixty four for a second round pick next year, they'll. They'll work on the volume of picks for 2023, but the volume of picks, they're, they're, they may come out and say, hey, great, we've, we've got, we're up to seven picks for 2023, but most of them are going to be rounds five, six, and seven when all is said and done. And then next season, you package those picks to jump up and you reverse the trend uh, and you know add, add ammunition. Um, yeah. It hurts that the Broncos uh, don't have any compensatory picks in all likelihood coming next year either. That's another thing to consider. They that right now on the formulas that they have over at over the cap, uh, Broncos not projected to pick up any comp picks. Well, we've talked a lot about Bradley Chubb. What about if he were to get a big deal somewhere else? You know, it goes for fifteen sacks this year and then gets a twenty-five million dollar deal. They, they'd get the pick in twenty-four. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. I hate that. Okay. Be, uh, it's like how Madden. It's like how yeah. Madden is always one year ahead. It makes no sense. Right. Uh, right. And and okay. one one more thing, really quick too, is George Payton obviously loves his picks, but unlike me, where I like to get picks just stacked in the early couple rounds, if. He's kind of the opposite. Of course, he wants early picks, but he also loves his day three picks, and that's why you see him trade down so much in the second or in the third round. Specifically, trades down a couple of times last year to pick up those day three picks. Well, he's got a lot of those day three picks now, so I don't think he's too bummed at where he's at right now with this draft. Fair. Okay. Um, the funniest part about this conversation is that some of us we some of us we're either going to be right or wrong but it's not determined now it'll just be determined how the board falls so like you know if one of us ends up being right it could just be because like if mace and i are right it could just be because 
all of George Payton's first round grades were off the board by 40 and he wasn't able to go up there and get it. Um, if, if we're wrong, it could be because one guy happened to slip and he was the last first round grade they had and he was there at 43 or something. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to have this conversation now because there's so much movement that can happen. And Andre po- posted this yesterday. Like you can bet over at DraftKings on what position the Broncos will pick at 60 or what will be their first pick of the draft. Um, and Dre posted it with something along the lines of like, here's a bet you can make based on 63 other variables, um, <laughs> which is hilarious. But it's true. There's so many variables that are going to happen between now and then. All right, guys, it's time to go on the record. At least for the first time, you'll have time to change this depending on how things go. Who do the Broncos pick? I'll just save us the trouble of going through that again with their first pick of this draft. Mace. Zach, Zach, you go first. <laughs> I, I've I never seen you guys first. both. No. Usually, you guys are fighting for the mic, not deferring. Zach, it. go ahead. There's a th- there's a couple of players that I think the Broncos will have their eyes on earlier than 64. One of them is a guy we talked about recently, Nick Bonito. Of course, the edge rusher from Oklahoma, that undersized guy, but that has so much pass rush ability. And when we talk about what the Broncos need uh, in terms of that position, we don't say the Broncos need a uh, a run supporting outside linebacker. No, we say they need a pass rusher. And that is what Nick Benito is, one of the best in the country in terms of rushing the passer. And so I think he's right up there on their list. Another guy, if you want kind of a more well-rounded, you go to Logan Hall, who's that defensive end, small defensive end, Massive outside linebacker, 6'6", 283 from Houston. We talked about him recently as well. He's very disruptive in both the pass and the running game. And then I, of course, can't leave off the offensive side of the ball with offensive tackle. It's one of my favorite guys. Uh, And I'm going with, uh, with Raymond here. Bernard Raymond out of Central Michigan. So those are the, those are the three guys I'm really keying in on. But there's one okay. that I think happens. I think Trey McBride slips oh, out of the first wow. round. And when you look at a position that the Broncos can truly get a day one starter with this year, if Bradley Chubb's healthy, if Randy Gregory's healthy, you don't have a day one starter uh, in this draft for the Broncos. Uh, if you get an offensive tackle, he could be your day one starter. If you get a defensive lineman, again, he could be your defensive starter. But if you get Trey McBride, he is your day one starter. And I think I think he slips past the first round. And I think he's there. And I think the Broncos are very intrigued by him. And I'll go right now. Maybe it's a little homerism, but I'm gonna go Trey McBride. Love it. I love All it. Right. Uh I I'm not sure the fit is there, but I love the idea. Yeah. Mine isn't gonna be that sexy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I because I, I don't think McBride's gonna be there. So I think if they if you look tight end, I think Greg Dolcic out of UCLA. We've talked about him as somebody who's more likely to be on the list. I'd also I could also see them going offensive line. The two names to keep an eye on, I think, are Cam Jurgens out of Nebraska, Cole Strange out of Chattanooga. And then at cornerback, hey, I love I love Roger McCreary out of Auburn. But I think the Broncos are going to look for somebody with bit a bit better measurables. So I think the guy that I would say that if they go corner that they go with is Cam Taylor Britt out of Nebraska. So I named a couple of Cornhuskers, RK. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's rough. Um, <laughs> but just like uh, this guy says in the comments, thank goodness these guys aren't doing the picking. 
Couldn't agree wow. more. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll. I like that you guys have given it like a little more of a widespread. Wait, Mace, did you put your name on one one specifically? I'm gonna put my name on Cam Taylor Britt. Okay, there we go. Uh, corner out of the school with the N. Um, <laughs> so the plain N. By the way, I mean, is there a lamer way to do an N on your helmet than the way Nebraska does? There's nothing lamer than anything Nebraska does. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, come on. They, they do a, it's, it's a great place to watch a football game. It actually really is. I'll yes, give them it, that. It, Lincoln, to use you, your guys' term, Lincoln slaps as a college town <laughs> on, uh, on, a, on a football Saturday. On a football Saturday, yes. yes. Um, it's easy to have a great football culture when there's literally nothing else to do in your town. <laughs> what is it, like okay. the, four, the fourth largest city in the state on game day or something like that? Or the third largest city? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So I've got two for you. Um, nope. And I'll finish one. with one, but I like <laughs> that you guys have built up to it. Um, so if the Broncos were to go offense, which I guess I'll bury the lead here by saying I do not think they will do. Um, I like Jelani Woods, um, the insanely athletic tight end out of Virginia. Um, the dude is just a freak. And when I think of a tight end that works for Russell Wilson, he's much more of a mismatch size jump ball guy mm. um, than a, you know, find the opening in the zone, um, come across the middle and sit down and then make something after the catch kind of guy like Trey McBride. So if they yeah. were to go offense, I think that's the guy they would, they would go. He's the only other tight end beyond, beyond McBride who excites me in this me draft, too. to be fair. And he's got a lot, you know, he's very raw. Yeah. Um, but you know, a perfect RAS score, you know, I love that. Um, also six, seven, I mean, you know, yeah. the, the mismatches yeah. that you can create with that, everyone's a mismatch. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Uh, mm -hmm. and I think George Payton and Russell Wilson, which he would absolutely have a hand in that pick, um, would be intrigued by that too, but I don't think they go offense. I think they go defense and I think they go with a linebacker from a somewhat similar region to where we are. Not Chad Muma, but Troy Anderson. Um, my Maybe my favorite player in the whole draft, um, especially since we don't get to really talk about top 10 first-round prospects. Uh, the maybe most versatile player in the draft, a guy who has been uh, all-conference, all-American, all everything at quarterback, running back, and linebacker. Of course, he settles in at linebacker, which is very clearly the best fit for him in the National Football League. Uh, and he would just be an absolute weapon to add to this defense. Oh, and a perfect RAS score. <laughs> <laughs> by, the, by, by the way, can you tell me, guys, tell me, the person with a Super Bowl 50 ring who's also from Montana State? Montana State. Super Bowl Fifty mm. person, not a player. I'll give you a hint. I was going to say, is it a, hmm. a coach who is, in a manner of speaking, still around the Broncos? Bill Kolar. Ding, bingo. There, I probably uh, gave it away. Baby. Yeah, let's yeah. go, baby. And of course, you got the Alex Singleton. Of speaking, that made yes. it easy. Yeah, you got Alex Singleton <laughs> there too, as well on the roster currently. He's from Montana State, but uh, yeah, Montana. But Bill Kolar, Montana State. That that's. That hey, that's enough to make me think. Hey, this the Bobcats can be good to, for the Broncos. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. There's also a uh, another Super Bowl Fifty ring from Montana. Another. 
So another Super Bowl 50 ring on a player from Montana. Mm, who? Oh, gosh. I'm... You got be... it, Zach? Brock Osweiler. Oh, from uh... Cal... not from the university, but from Kalispell. I yes. got you. Yes, of course. <laughs> All right. Uh, before uh... we move on, shout out to Ivaca TV. Uh, the cure to all of your ails when it comes to not being able to watch the Nuggets or Avalanche on television, um, which is an absolute atrocity, a joke, an embarrassment to our city. Um, and Ivaca, at least, is doing the Lord's work trying to right the wrongs done to us by greedy billionaires. Um, they are making it available for you to watch the Nuggets and Avalanche for an extremely cheap price, 25 bucks a month plus $10 to have the receiver. But when you use the code DNVR over there, um, you're going to get $10 off per month. So for the, for your first three months, so you're essentially getting the receiver for free 25 bucks a month to be able to watch those teams. That's an incredible deal. So check out our friends over at Ivaca.tv and use that code DNVR to save $10 off your first three months. You're going to be smiling so much at the start of the regular season, seeing these Broncos fly around the field. You know, want to make sure your teeth look good. And so go and get your teeth cleaned and get them taken care of over at our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. We've had so many DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental, and they've all converted full time to them because they treat you like family. They diehard Colorado sports fans. So you can talk Colorado sports, get your teeth cleaned in a great environment. And also if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's right. You're going to get your teeth cleaned anyways. Might as well get a free, great toothbrush from them by scheduling a cleaning x-ray and exam. So check them out. Green Mountain Dental. They're just outside of Denver, only a 15 minute drive from downtown at Green Mountain Dental. All right, let's uh, move on into the comments here. Um, I think we just have one super chat. If I missed yours, uh, that's my fault. If you're thinking, man, the production on the show sucks, it's because I'm producing it. Um, so uh, <laughs> self-production here, but it's just a, a, a super chat. No comment from Troy Booher. Uh, Booher, I just met her. Uh, so thank you for that. We appreciate it. I'm going to look to see if he followed it up with a comment or if he came in with a comment before, but I don't think he did. He was just contrib. Oh, wait, he did come in with a comment before. Oh, okay. All right, let me find it again. I almost lost it. it. Troy. Best tweet of the day so far with the number nine pick in the 2022 NFL draft. The Denver Broncos select Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. They hope that's also <laughs> with the number 32 pick in the 2023 NFL draft mm, as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> Dream big. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into the comments on the website. Of course, you guys can leave your comments over on thednvr.com if you are a member at thednvr.com. Tons of member perks. Maybe the biggest of all, you just get a free shirt when you sign up, which is a $30 value. Um, so that cuts your thing in, your, uh, your price in half right then and there. Of course, you can also come down to the bar and get member-sized beer, 22 ounces, for the price of 16, which is pretty awesome. Um, so become a member, leave your comments, get your beers, get your shirt, uh, and and be a happier person. Uh, and the first one. Speak, yeah. oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. No. Uh, first one coming in from Pig Tosser 66, who makes us a happier person. He says, I want a DNVR t-shirt with Zach wearing a K-Jack jersey riding thunder across the field with hashtag Zach rides branded on the saddle. Yes, please. I think that's a pretty easy task to, to get going. I would wear the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> would Would you ride that saddle? Uh, yeah. And also, like, I love uh, shirts with lightning on them. Um, mm. So I'm thinking, like, since you're riding thunder, 
Get some uh, lightning in the background to add yes. to Yes. Little white lightning, <laughs> may you say? <laughs> oh, yeah. You got white lightning himself cheering you on from the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know there's going to be a great Nathaniel Hackett sound clip involving thunder at some point. Oh, yes, you do. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Next one coming in from That's What She Said. He says, hey, guys, I've been catching up on pods this week, and I was tickled to hear the shout-out from Zach. That made my day. No questions for me today. Just wanted to say how much I enjoy what you guys do. The pod is something I look forward to every day. And on top of that, I love throwing around all my Broncos knowledge that I've learned from this podcast. I love when guys look at me and they're like, how does she know all this? I try to plug your podcast and the entire DNVR coverage to anyone I know that likes sports. Thanks again, and let's ride. And, man, thank you so much, Rachel. That that means a lot, and it was great to meet you this weekend. Yeah, that's a great handle, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, you, yep. you really handle. can't go wrong with a good that's what she said reference. Yeah, fair enough. Especially right, when uh, she's uh, when she's schooling guys about her Broncos knowledge. Exactly. That's, that is dope. Um, Lionel Hutz, attorney at law. Gentlemen, it's been a minute. Haven't been commenting, but I've been listening. Two quick shout outs. First to the DNVR uh, for signing my boy Greeny. I believe that's Ryan Green. As always, yeah. his content is A plus work. Uh, cannot agree more with that. As always, uh, or he says, second to the draft, guys, for anyone who hasn't had the opportunity to listen to their stuff, it is outstanding. Listen to it all year. Uh, And by the way, those guys will be on tonight really carrying uh, the coverage as they are the experts when it comes to this stuff. Uh, Of course, you know, we dabble in it, but they spend all year um, studying these prospects, talking about these prospects. So these guys are are awesome. And I love when we get to mash together uh, and and break this stuff down. Uh, So looking forward to that. And then he finally goes, my one question is this. What is your philosophy on need versus value when drafting? Do you truly go with BPA or best player for need? And don't say, oh, a combination of both. That's boring. (laughs) Uh, uh, I know Mace will say a combination of both. (laughs) And I I also. I'd like to always go BPA. I mean, that's the thing is not everybody has the luxury of doing that. I think actually one thing that the Broncos have right now is they have the luxury of going BPA. Yep. But here's where the combination comes in is let's let's put that to the test. Let's say uh the best player on your board is a wide receiver at 64. Is that really where you're going? Uh I, I'm I'm looking at that wide receiver and saying all right, could he be better than somebody that we have? Let, let's uh, for example, if you have a wide receiver you absolutely love and he's at pick 64, and you say, well, he could be within a year at least at Jerry Judy's level, then I'm doing it, and then I'm trying to trade the surplus. Okay, but how are you getting that guy on the field? Is Jerry Judy coming off the field in order to do that? Is this guy just showing you he's good in practice? See, that's, I mean, and that, that's why yeah. there, there truly is a, a combination of this, but I think that's the position where it's tested the most because cornerback, Broncos have three starters right now. But obviously, I think if there's a great cornerback there, that's the one where you could say, okay, yeah, you take him. He can either take over Ronald Darby's spot this year or Kwan Williams if he's that good or he gets to develop. I think you could do that at every spot except for wide receiver. Yeah, the yeah. only thing the thing is though, I think you'd be thinking, all right, if he comes in, he flashes, then eventually you trade you trade Jerry Judy. If you operate in the environment where you say that pretty much nobody is untouchable, then 
it gives you a little bit more freedom. And if you say, all right, yeah, what few holes we still have on the roster, let, let's let's say you want a fourth cornerback. You can look on the free agents who are still there, and you can find a guy for a, a year. Like a tight end, for example, the Broncos have already worked out Kyle Rudolph. If they don't get one of these tight ends we've talked about in this in, in this podcast today, and they're still looking for a tight end, then you just sign Rudolph to a one-year deal and you go on and you figure it out in the future. Here's the issue at wide receiver, though, is if you draft someone to replace Jerry, Judy, KJ, Hamler, whoever, that person's draft stock and draft or value value. goes way down. I mean, you're you're trading. You're not getting anything good back for them. So it while you're maybe getting a little better of a replacement, you think you're also losing so much value on the guys you have. I I just cannot see the Broncos going wide receiver at all with an early. I pick. I can't see it either. Also, just because I think the I don't think the value is gonna would be there anyway. Especially when you look at how you get how e- relatively easy it is to find wide receivers. But um, again, so, I, I I wouldn't. Di- I mean, if if I were sitting in that chair, I wouldn't dismiss anything uh, because of position. Now that being said, if wide receiver was the best at pick sixty four and was the best player available, I would probably also be fielding calls for teams that would be interested in said wide receiver. Great point. For me, it's not a uh, best player, a uh, best uh, player at a need. It's not best player available. It's best player at a position of value, uh, meaning best edge rusher, best corner, uh, unless there's someone you also really love at a different position. But to me, that's where I would start and say, where, what are the high value positions and do I like the best player available at that position here? So really quick, Ryan, I have to ask because the two guys that you mentioned about the Broncos picking are not at, at high value positions. It's inside linebacker with Troy Anderson and with Jelani Woods, it, it's tight end. So how do you justify that? Uh, I justify that by saying those guys are freaks uh, above and beyond guys with unreal ceilings um, that you could go with. And, and again, that's a prediction not necessarily what I would do, but it's probably also what I would that's do fair. if I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that, I want to say this. I want to say this about Jelani Woods, and I was just thinking about this. So you, you line up with two tight ends, right? And on yep. one side you have Albert Okwebunam, who is six foot five and runs a four five. So whoever is matched up with him, that is going to be your best coverage tight end. Am I right? Or you sorry, your best coverage linebacker. Um, or, you know, whatever you do, whatever, however you like to cover linebackers, you're going to use, sorry, tight ends, Jesus. Uh, you're going to use that guy on whoever you like covering tight ends. And then Jelani Woods. So if that was the Broncos, you're like putting Baron Browning on him, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you have Jelani Woods on the other side, the team has no choice but to put their Josie Jewel on him. And it's like a six, seven athletic freak against Josie Jewel. Now, again, you can change. That's not, you know, a one-for-one thing. You could change it up. Maybe you bring more, uh, you know, um, secondary members onto the field and you try to confirm that way. Then you have a massive size disadvantage. So, like, that that type of thing is an investment in what could what, what is going to make this team great, which is the offense, crazy to say. Uh, but it makes you more of a mismatch nightmare, so that's why I would go and, and do something like that. It's very fair. It's very mm-hmm. fair. And then Troy Anderson, I just love. So that's why. I'm... I mean, that that's the guy you're putting on the field to defend your Jelani Woods in your scenario. There you go. A hundred percent. Exactly. And, <laughs> and he still might have a hard time doing it, but at least uh, he has the athleticism and he's going to know what he's what, what's coming because he was a quarterback. 
Exactly. Next one coming in from Real RVA. Quick, we got another. We got another super chat, so let's just hit this really quick. Kyle Orr says, "Just show some love to the guys. Appreciate the show, and I'm down to get that Kareem shirt too. Is that a Kareem shirt or a Zach shirt? It's a Zach shirt with the Kareem Jackson jersey number. So it's a it's a Zach shirt with yeah. a nod to Kareem. Mm-hmm. We can really make it a my shirt because that was uh, the number I wore in high school. I was double deuce. Oh wow, <laughs> man! Maybe maybe Kareem should show some love to his fellow twenty two. <laughs> He seems to be going. It seems to be picking off media members one by one so far this off season. I mean, went after he went after Benjamin Albright. Now he's going after Zach. I, I like I said on the show yesterday. I want spicy cream. I'm sorry that Zach got caught in the crossfire, but the spicier cream, better. <laughs> Next right, one coming in from here. RVA Broncos says, "Hey guys, since everyone else is doing this, so will I. I'm a big Broncos fan and wear at least a Broncos hat daily. I work for a popular moving and storage company in Virginia. I was training a new driver, so I wasn't able to see my phone most of the day. While at the job around two-ish, I looked down at my phone to see breaking news: Drew Locke no traded way. to Seattle. <laughs> that was the lead." <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty crazy if so. And he says, to see we got Wilson. I was thrilled. Told my trainee and his response was, yeah, I saw that earlier, but I don't really like sports. He was off my truck the next day. (laughs) When I read training a new driver, I totally thought he was at the driving range. Oh, wow. (laughs) So he was was training a new club? He was training a piece of hardware? Yeah. You got to show the club who's boss. Like mm. there's a training period when you get it that, you know, the club comes in and wants to be the alpha uh, mm. and you have to, you have to show it. That's not how things are going to work. It, typically when you do that though, d- doesn't the club end up broken? No. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I mean, <laughs> you're, 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 you're snapping your shaft in two, like, uh, like the care, like the portrayal of Jerry wow. West on a uh, winning time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's hope no shafts are I- being uh, broken into two. I wish he had a screenshot of the breaking news Drew Locke to Seattle. <laughs> well, what what company did that? Okay, I, I'm ac- actually I can I think I know how this would happen because he said he looked down at two o'clock, so that would be basically noon Mountain Time, and and of course the first thing that broke is that Russell Wilson was to the Broncos, and then a little bit later we learned about who was going back. So it's possible that because he didn't look at it right away, he looked at it a little bit after everything broke, that the th- first thing that popped up was the most recent alert, which would have been Drew Locke going to Seattle. The lead was quite literally buried. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Next one I, from... I, it uh... made perfect sense to me. <laughs> Next one from Nikola Jokic, QB1. I love that name. Next one's from... Okay. He says, after Go a ahead. tough Nuggets loss, I woke up this morning wanting an easy win. So I finally pulled the trigger on a DNVR membership. Let's go. To all my fellow longtime listeners, not not yet subscribers, I'll say this. You can really put a price on these vibes. And in the spirit of good vibes, here's my Russell Wilson story. Love to hear it. He says, I teach at CU as a part of the process of getting my PhD. One fateful March morning, I'm going over the lesson plan in my office when an ESPN alert comes across my phone. Russell Wilson is going to be a Bronco. I immediately text my girlfriend, my best friend, and my dad, but it's not enough. I need to share this joy in person. I walk across campus, go into my classroom, and lock eyes with the two vocal Chiefs fans in class. They haven't heard the news, so I get to tell them. 
the Broncos got Russell Wilson. If I could bottle the look of my of their frustration and disappointment on their faces in that moment and sell it around Broncos country, I'd make enough to outbid Rob Walton himself. What a great story. I love that. I love that. You can't you can't put a price on that uh that destruction in their eyes and you can't <laughs> put a price on the vibes like he said. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh Chiefs fans are going to act really tough on the outside, especially on social media. Um, but deep down in their hearts, um, they know that the Broncos are coming for them and it terrifies them. And isn't that instant reaction kind of show you exactly that? Because now those people have probably toughened up and they've convinced themselves that uh, Russ had a down in quotations year last year, which still was a great year. Uh, and but that initial reaction shows the true feelings. Yeah, I, I'd like to oh, follow up come again. I want to see the follow up to see how they reacted when Tyreek Hill was traded. Yeah, that's a good point. point. <laughs> All right, final one here is from T Wood 16. If Kareem thought that question was a dumb question, uh, dumbest question ever asked, I guess he didn't watch the Avalanche post game pressure after the loss to Vegas last year. God damn. Uh, also, <laughs> Russell Wilson train story. I was busy working and got a text from my Seahawks buddy saying something along the lines of, well, I'm not a Seahawks fan anymore. Uh, and I was like, what? And checked Twitter and instantly was like, holy beep, we got Wilson. Immediately after checking my Twitter, I sent my girlfriend a text saying, Russell effing Wilson. She's not a sports fan, but I was so excited that I still had to tell her. Uh, but what I did not notice was that not even two minutes before, she sent me a text saying she didn't get the job she was hoping to get. <laughs> Don't! <laughs> and once I noticed, oh, I looked no. like a complete ass. So I had to buy her flowers oh, after work oh, to make it up to her. All was forgiven. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. At least someone was happy in the household that uh, day. A zinger to start the comment, a twist at the end of the story. That had everything. (laughs) That was a great storytelling, T. Woods. I mean, let's just say, like, not getting the job is not as low on the list of what bad news you could have gotten that would have made that way worse. Yeah, that's very true. It is very true. probably, like, 10th, you know? There were, like, nine more things that could have gone there that would have made you you, uh, in a way worse position. (laughs) <laughs> it's very true it's very true i hope we don't have to experience those anytime soon uh yeah absolutely and charles pinster says what do we target tonight boys what position nothing at all we target beers on at the dnvr bar on dnvr draft day live that's what we're targeting and it's absolutely what you should be targeting as well with your evening tonight we're gonna have an absolute absolute blast on this show um I cannot wait. Of course, we're going to have Henry. We're going to have Andre. Uh, we're going to have Mace. We're going to have Zach. We're going to have me. We're going to have some special guests. Uh, that should be a really good time. We'll cycle in some other DNVR people from the DNVR universe and so on and so forth. So no need to target any positions tonight. We'll worry about that tomorrow. But tonight, come hang with us. 5.50 p.m. the beginning of DNVR Draft Day Live. You don't want to miss it. Uh, but until then, we'll see you in a few hours, I guess, on the DNPR Broncos. We're flying cotton, we'll stick to your lips. Now I know those lips ain't mine. They haven't been in a long, long time. 
one last 